Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. for it on the text line scoot henderson they came down very tiny bit a little bit little tiny bit. it was at minus 700 when we had the big old swing for scoot and then it went to minus 380 so even that within itself is another big drop i mean i feel like i'm riding the drop zone and my heart's in my chest right now <laughs> wait it's supposed to be in my chest i meant my belly i'm sorry for everyone that heard that all right so scoot henderson now at minus 360 so it was minus 700 after the big swing, then it went to minus 380. Then it went to minus 360 with Brandon Miller now at plus 210. So it's still ever-changing. I'm using FanDuel. Use whatever you want to. But that's what's happening right now. So we'll see how it all plays out. All right, we're going to be talking a lot about the NBA draft because it's a developing story on who is going to be selected number two for your Charlotte Hornets tonight. We're going to have you covered on all of that. I want to give you a little bit of a football buffer, though. We still got Panthers fans out there that are only football, football right now. So we're going to give that to you. Okay. Here we are. I want to compare both the franchises because both are undergoing a lot of change this year. All new coaching staff for the Carolina Panthers, new QB off season, bringing in a ton of impactful players that everyone loves to see. And with the Charlotte Hornets, Michael Jordan selling a majority stake in the team They found themselves lucky in the draft lottery, moving up to number two. Is it going to be Brandon Miller? Is it going to be Scoot? Teams going through very similar changes just with how dramatic they are. And so I wanted to pin these two franchises against one another in a toss-up style segment. So here's the first question I have for you, Wes. Fiddy, I would like for you to be involved. Sometimes you don't want to be involved. Then sometimes you criticize me for not involving you. Are you going to be mad or happy that I involve you in this game? Yes. Okay, fair enough. Uh, (laughs) Wes, better chance to take over the city as the star. Bryce Young, LaMelo Ball, or it's a three-part toss-up, this number two overall selection. Bryce Young, LaMelo, or this number two overall pick, better chance to take over the Queen City. Uh, Bryce Young, NFL is always going to be king. Uh, You're talking about football and a quarterback. Quarterbacks are American sports royalty. uh, And so I think that if he hits... He's also a small guy, so very relatable to the common man. So I think all of that's going to play into it. He's got that kid-like appeal, too, so the kids are going to love him. So I think that no question it's going to be Bryce Young. Bryce Young is Wes's answer. Is that your answer, too, Fiddy? Yeah, I'm going to go with Bryce, even though I said the other day I do believe at its core Charlotte is a basketball city. LaMelo hasn't taken over the city yet. You, you, all the intrigue around Bryce Young, his size and stuff like that, being a quarterback in the NFL, we saw the way the city got behind Cam Newton. If he's a winning quarterback, I do think he'll become a star. You said college basketball city. No, it's a basketball city. Okay, but you said college basketball yesterday. There's no way they like the Hornets better than the Panthers, the whole city. The Panthers are I still— I believe at, at Charlotte's core, 
It's a basketball city. No. It was its first sport. It was the first sport this city loved. It Absolutely was, not. but the NFL has just changed so much. It's it. The reason I'm pointing this out is because it's exactly why I go Bryce Young too. Because if you play the most important position in sports, in the most popular sport, for a team that fell in love with the Carolina Panthers ever since Jerry Richardson did bring this team an NFL franchise, I do think Bryce Young is the guy that has the better chance to take over the city. And LaMelo, while it looked like it might be him post-Cam Newton, we saw what Cam did with the city, winning MVP, getting him to a Super Bowl. Yeah, he was the guy. Nationally, he was one of the most popular athletes in all of sports, not just the NFL. LaMelo, with that bravado, with that personality, popularity, being good, I thought, oh, okay, man, maybe LaMelo just takes over. Injuries have hurt. Charlotte Hornets not having won a playoff game. That hurts. So I'm with you, Wes. I think it's Bryce Young. You had another point. Yeah, plus I told you yesterday, Fiddy, and no knock to you, but, you know, you didn't grow up around here like that, and high school football has way more buzz around here than high school basketball. Like, people do love I'm just talking about the actual sport, though. I, that's what I'm telling you, though. Like, they like the pen. It's, it's football around here. When high school football season comes, people are all in. It's yeah, the speak buzz for yourself. Crazy. I don't care about high school athletes. Right. Well, well like I, mean, I said, I just grew up here, so I know. Look, I got you, man. It, 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 we, we can acknowledge there's a market for for it though there's a reason that there's high school yeah, friday football people want to tune in for radio shows time. and the and like when you're watching the news channels because you want to see the high school football scores if you want to go with the eastern part of the state being more basketball heavy that's 100 true because that's where you have a lot of fantastic basketball players coming out of north carolina we can go to word of god we can go to greensboro we can go with the further out east you go i think that's where you can say yeah this is basketball country out here and that is 100 percent true I think the presence of the Carolina Panthers for now 30 years going on 30 years. I think that's what's made this a football city. Yeah, I mean, I would just like to see if the Hornets put a winning product on the court three to five years consecutively. That's a fair question. I I, I do think you would see the basketball pulse that exists in this city return. That's fair. That's fair. I don't it's, it's not going to take over Carolina to me, but it's a fair question because we have the Bobcats have killed morale for this fan. Yes, base. you can't argue that. The second iteration, watching your favorite team leave after selling out the arena for so often, and then the second iteration be so horrible, not winning any playoff series, there is an absolute argument to be made there. Let's move on to the next one. Better environment for the rookie to be drafted into. The Carolina Panthers environment or the Charlotte Hornets environment? Seems easy, especially with what you're talking about here, Fiddy. Where are you going as you uh, answer this question first? I still think I'm going to go with being drafted to the Carolina Panthers just because of you've got something that's established in in Frank Wright. Um, you've got pieces around you. You won seven games a year ago. There's a lot of questions around the Hornets. Even if everyone's healthy, is Steve Clifford the right guy to guide you to the postseason and stuff like that? So I, I still think I go with the Panthers. I'm going to go with the Panthers as well. I think Frank Reich, if you want to have Reich and Clifford as somewhat of a wash because – of them being veteran coaches. I'd say Reich is better, but what I'm saying just for an, a rookie to be drafted into, I think both are really smart dudes that are no nonsense, that are going to be disciplinarians, but also in a good way of being a player's coach. Steve Clifford, when they did the players poll, he appeared on the coach that players would most love to play for and least like to play for. I think that means he's hard in his stance, but he wants to get you better. And some guys respond and some guys don't. He was the only coach on both polls. But I would say offensive line, David Tepper putting his money into resources, 
having as many coaches as possible that can help a young guy be bred into being the best star they can be. I do think the Carolina Panthers have a better rookie environment. Yeah, and I think so, too. You look at just the the Charlotte Hornets right now. They're, they're selling the team. They've had a sale. And then we know the ownership of Michael Jordan has been a turbulent one. And so there's been a lot of dysfunction there. Now, Carolina, they're starting to turn around the dysfunction that they had before. But I would say for any of these upcoming guys, I definitely side with both of you two. Uh, Bryce Young and the Carolina Panthers are the better organization right now to come into as a rookie. And by the way, that changed a ton. If if we were asking this question last year, maybe you're not so gung-ho on it being the Hornets, but you feel so low about the Panthers at that point, you might choose Charlotte because the offensive line this point last year was still not a strength. We got one year of good offensive line play. We know how bad we wanted Matt Rule fired this time last year. A lot of Panthers fans did. So maybe a year ago we're saying Charlotte, but now I think I feel pretty good about saying the Carolina Panthers. The most exciting passing combo in the city. Is it Bryce Young to Jonathan Mingo or is it LaMelo Ball to the number two overall draft pick? I'll say this. Miles Bridges is going to come with different opinions on him now because of what happened with his felony domestic violence arrest. But LaMelo to Miles might have been the comparison here. Yeah. And he might have been the answer. I would have gone with him. On court, and I guess if he comes back, if you just want to focus on court, it's still exciting stuff. LaMelo and Miles being friends, the alley-oops, the exciting plays, the fact that Miles is athletic enough to be in a dunk contest, that's popcorn stuff. And that's why I would go with that. If we're doing LaMelo to number two because of the whole rookie shtick of this segment, I think Young to Mingo is going to be the better passing combo. And so I'm three for three picking the Carolina Panthers. Will you make it three for three, Wes? Uh... If it is Scoot Henderson, okay, yeah, I would go with uh, Lamelo Ball to number two because uh, those would dominate social media when you talk about a lot of the House of Highlights and Bleacher Report and things of that nature. Plus, we know the passing prowess of Lamelo Ball; he does things on the court with the basketball when he's passing it that are just pure magic, for lack of a better term. There, uh, Young Tomingo, like I said, Bryce Young's game. Not very flashy, like you're not going to get the Patrick Mahomes crossbody throws or you're not going to get the no looks or anything like that. But with Lamella, you're going to get a little bit of everything that you can do with a basketball when it comes to passing it. So I'll just say as far as just a more exciting highlight watching one or the other, I'm going to go with ball to uh, the number two pick, especially if it is Scoot Henderson. Yeah, Scoot is, is a good point, a good stipulation. It's exactly what Chuck T wrote in. Give me Mello to Scoot as the better passing combo. Coach Wayne 704 said, Charlotte, they need to take a page from the Carolina Panthers playbook, hire good coaches with this new ownership. And the last one is uh, 704 said, riveting questions, Walker. I don't know if it's sarcasm. I don't know if he's giving me a compliment. <laughs> I'm going to choose the latter and say thank you to Mr. 704. What do you say, Fiddy? What's the better passing combo? I think I'm going to go with LaMelo to number two, just because LaMelo's already flashy. He's already a lot of fun to watch when he's in the open court. We believe they're going to draft Scoot Henderson as well. I just talked about how basketball aroused. I'd be watching those two guys play you know, in, in a open floor concept. So, yeah. um, and I, I think Mingo's going to have like a role on the Panthers, but I don't think it's going to be something to where like, I want to watch him go out there every time and, and catch balls from Bryce Young. I think you guys had better answers than I did. Thank you. I think so. Especially right. if it's scoot because Mingo, I think is also at least, at least in year one, you're probably going with a whole lot of screen passes. 
And so any production with Mingo might be because of his ability yards after the catch, not because you're seeing this excellent chemistry, young throwing through tight windows, downfield to Mingo, throwing bombs. That's probably to a different receiver and you have different options. All right, you guys win that one. I'm winning the first two, but you guys can win that one. That's fine. <laughs> I was about to say, that's bigger you to admit that because you don't normally admit when you uh, take a L. Yeah, I don't take many. The next one is ownership you trust more to build around the young stars. David Tepper or Charlotte's new ownership group, Gabe Plotkin and Rick Schnall. Now, oh. I, I will preface this by saying there have been reports from Sam Bassini, and now you're starting to see some of these things come in the last hour where new ownership might have a little effect on who they're going to take at number two. And it makes sense. If you have someone coming in as majority stake owner, then you're going to have you're going to have some say. Maybe it still ends up being Michael and Mitch, but you're going to have some say in who they should select number two. So we might even have a very fresh impact from new ownership by just making their opinion known who they want drafted with that still minuscule sample size. You go ahead and answer Wes, David Tepper, new ownership. Uh, I'm already going to go with David Tepper. He showed this off season for all his uh, flaws that we've seen thus far, but as far as just being aggressive and wanting to win and put a great product on the field, I think this off season he's exhibited that that's what he wants to do. And he's gone through uh, every length to do that. We know that every quarterback that's been out there to be had that the Panthers have been in on it. So I'm going to go with David Tepper for his aggression and passion to win. Um, Fiddy, can you take a break from insulting the city on the text line and answer this question about who you think the better ownership group will be building around younger stars? Not insulting the city, but I go David Tepper because he's already done the most important thing owners have to do. He's proven that he's learning from his mistakes, moving on from Matt Rule, his resources being there available to Frank Reich and this coaching staff. I think the same is going to be applied to Charlotte or with the Hornets because, like, you paid $3 billion to become owners. So I don't think money's going to be an issue and all that type of stuff. But they haven't made mistakes yet, so we don't know if they'll learn from their mistakes. David Tepper has. It, it's really hard to go with a new ownership group when they don't have anything on their resume. Plus, we have Gabe Plotkin with the whole GameStop shortage thing, which is still slimy stuff, that he was the head of the hedge fund company Melvin Capital that got destroyed in that yeah. GameStop shortage, which eventually would cease to exist, Melvin Capital. So even if you just want to go that route, at the same time, it doesn't mean that they're going to be bad. I don't know. It's probably incomplete answer here. And Tepper learning from his mistakes and doing a great job this offseason, it carries a lot of weight because they had a lot of questions about Tepper as an owner going into this offseason. But, man, he's done a great job, and he should get a lot of credit. All right, last one. Mascot you would choose in a fight. Sir Purr. Or Hugo the Hornet. Who are you who are you picking in the back alley, Wes? I'm definitely taking Hugo. Hugo yeah. has shown me that he's a dog on many occasions. <laughs> Sir Purr is so happy and fluffy and all the time shaking his little big belly around. <laughs> nah, Hugo's about that business. I'm going bug on the windshield. Then he'll turn into Super Hugo as well. So when we go into the right. back it's alley and it's point. time to fight, he's going to turn into Super Hugo and we're going to tear things up. Yeah. Like some furniture move. If, if, mm. if you can serve this, if you can bring in the Pokemon example of evolving into Super Hugo... Sir Purr, there's no super Sir Purr yeah. out there. Hugo is the answer here. Like that, yeah, that Sir is, Purr a, is a little soft for me. Uh, plus, you know, Robbie Anderson thinks he's a bear. Like, what is he? <laughs> you gotta, you gotta be able to know what animal you are. I have no clue. Do you agree with this, Fiddy? Or are you going Sir Purr? You know, I'm gonna go with Hugo as well, mainly because he can fly away. So, like, you know, he, he, dude, good he can point. get one in and just, you know, maybe that's cowardice. I don't know. But if it's one good punch, you just leave the guy there to. 
Are you going to jump on his back, too, to get out of there as well? <laughs> yeah, probably. Well, no, it's, it's not cowardice. It's just an aerial attack. I think that's a great... I'm proud of all my friends in the studio today. We made some guys. We made we made some great points yes. in this toss-up segment between the Carolina Panthers and the Charlotte Hornets. And with that, we thank you. Feel free to text us. You can tell us how smart we are. Feel free to do that. 704-570-9610. We still talk about the NBA draft, who the Hornets are going to take at number 2, and how many players on the Hornets roster do you think Scoot or Brandon would be better than right here, right now, as soon as they are drafted? It's Sports Radio 927 WFNZ. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Welcome back, folks. It is NBA Draft Day in the Queen City. The second pick of the draft belongs to your Charlotte Hornets. Welcome back to the Weston Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Hit us up on that text line, 704-570-9610. Walker, what you got on the text line? All right, we have people that are caping for different mascots. Okay. Well, at least just giving their opinion on why... Hugo would win. Copeland the Jokelin, a.k.a. Jokelin, he said, Hugo, Sir Purr has no stinger, which is true. And if Sir Purr is allergic, then that only works in Hugo's favor. Just <laughs> something to keep note of. Gas House Daddy uh, says, is it Catfish Gumby or Gas House Daddy who has the better text name? Which one's better, Catfish Gumby or Gas House Daddy? Gas House Daddy. What about you, Fitty? Which one's better? Oh, I'm going to go with Gas House Daddy. All right. Both are very good. I'm sorry, Catfish Gumby. He said uh, Gas House Daddy wrote in, Hugo also had one of the best dunks in mascot history with the bug on the windshield dunk, which is what you mentioned as well, Wes. And I'm scrolling, scrolling, trying to figure out some of these other mascot texts, and it seems like most people are saying, yeah, no doubt, Hugo would win. I thought maybe Sir Pearl would get some love, but no, it's all Hugo. Yeah, he's just cute and cuddly, man, and people just, you know, they want a little bit of toughness, so you got to go with uh, (laughs) Hugo, you know? He's shown just the, the dogish tendency. And I told you, Super Hugo, that guy's got muscles on muscles. Now, I will say, too, Norm the Niner, great upper body, but yeah. has never, ever gone through a leg day in his entire life. <laughs> if you look at the lower body of Norm the Niner, zero muscles there, but he is straight up jacked above the belt. Yeah, he definitely is. So when you talk about this draft and the number two pick, And each of these players, when they step into this building, we know that they're going to play in the summer league. But if you wanted to look at it to a man, each of these players, and say how many guys currently on the roster are they better than right now? If you were just to come in and have a round-robin tournament and just say roll the balls out and just let guys go at it, who would come out on top? So if I was to look at Scoot Henderson, I'll, I'll start it off with him. 
He's not better than LaMelo Ball today, I don't think. Uh, I'll take him over Teo Maladon. I'll take him over Dennis Smith Jr., uh, Kobe Simmons, James Booknight, Bryce McGowans. And I would not take him over Terry Rozier. I'm just going by the guards. Yeah. So um, the two starting guards, I don't know that he's better than today. But uh, the rest of the guys, yeah, they're taking a back seat, the young Scoot. Yeah, I, I would say if we're just if we're going Scoot and we're really just going with the backcourt because I don't know how hard it is to compare Scoot Henderson being better right now than PJ or I don't know right. any of the other yeah, front court players. Players position. Um, I, I just take Lamelo and Scoot. If you want to include Cody Martin, Cody is going to be a better defender right away. It's going to take a while before Scoot becomes a so positive. You think he's better than Terry today? No, I'm saying Terry and Lamelo is who I would take over. Scoot. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, and then and then Scoot is right. Right comes right in there. there. Offensively, DSJ is one person to bring in if they bring him back because that's not a that's not a foregone conclusion. But if they bring DSJ back, DSJ is clearly a better defender right now, no question. But offensively, Dennis Smith Jr. really had some struggles. Yeah. And at the beginning of the season, he shot well for him, and then it went off a cliff. Uh, he went a long stretch without hitting a three. You saw why he was thinking about playing safety. No, we did. We did. <laughs> and, and played and played good defense, whether it was safety-like or not. It was good defense with, with Charlotte. I value him on the roster a lot. You know that. But Scoot comes in offensively. He's already better. He is. Uh, and Dennis Smith Jr. can have a good understanding of what to do, but Scoot can come in and be better offensively immediately. What say you about Brandon in the front court, Wes? Uh, Brandon, when you look at the front court players, I'm taking him over Xavier Sneed. I'm taking him over. <laughs> <laughs> I better take him over Xavier Sneed. I think Cody so. Martin's an interesting one because he was uh, on the come up when we last saw him when he did not have injuries, but I'll still take him over Cody. Uh, take him over ooh, the, the what's the guy's name that they added? I don't want to botch it. I'm looking at it, but I don't want to botch it. I know oh, we've said Sfee. it a couple times. Sfee. Sfee Mikhailu. Yeah, Sfee so Mikhailu. Somebody yeah. was wearing his jersey in the Charlotte Hornets draft hype video. <laughs> a, a city edition jersey, not just a regular one. A city edition Sfee Mikhailu jersey. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, Sfee Mikhailu. Ooh, Kelly Oubre, let's just say he he he's back on the roster. I do not take him over Tsunami Poppy right now because Tsunami Poppy is a walking bucket. It might be an inefficient one at times, but he can shoot the rock and get to the basket. And uh, I would not take him over a healthy Gordon Hayward. So I'm taking Gordon and Ubi if Ubi comes back over uh, Brandon Miller. It's it's hard for these rookies to come in day one and be better than these veteran players, even with my problems around Kelly Oubre. I think what we saw from him this year, I really, I really uh, kind of changed my opinion on not just his attitude, but he he kept the lights on, if you will, yes. for a team that was losing everybody. Like there was zero health, and Kelly Oubre was cheering guys on. He was helping out in every which way. He still doesn't pass. He refuses, and he's refused to pass his entire career. But Kelly Oubre, I think, is better than Brandon Miller right now. The guys that are better than Brandon Miller as soon as Brandon enters the league in the front court, I think you're really – are you taking everybody that matters? I mean, if are you taking PJ, Miles, Kelly, Gordon? They yes. probably are, right? Yes, yes. Kelly's, Kelly's the only one that you could debate. 
And Brandon is that this is part of the allure of Brandon is that he can pass that he can handle it a little bit and make some nice plays for others out there on the perimeter. But yeah, man, I I think right now, even defensively, if he's so weak, you know, is the strength going to match up to what that's the difference between Scoot and Brandon Scoot's body NBA ready right now, not going to get knocked off of his spot ever. Okay. With Brandon dude is rail thin. So I think that matters, making the immediate jump. And I will say, if Scoot played Terry one-on-one, it would be neck and neck because there's not an excellent defender. They, they'd go bucket for bucket. Right. It would come down to probably who had the ball last. I right. Terry's shooting might be the edge over him. Well, and if right you go – so if you want to do the one-on-one thing too, Miles beats Brandon Miller right now. Oh, God. PJ beats Brandon Miller right now. Whoever you want to go with. Yeah. And so it, Cody Martin might be different. The thing about Cody is, is his shooting real. Because it tailed off the second half of the season, but he did such a good job at improving the first half that you could give it the benefit of the doubt if you wanted to. Hurt all last season. It sucks. Hopefully he can come back. But the shooting is a big swing factor for Cody. And last one, too. Uh, What about old JT? JT Thor. What if those two played? Brandon Miller. Brandon Miller offensively is better than JT Thor right now. Defensively, I like what JT does. Offensively, Brandon Miller is better than JT. All right. So... This number two pick, again, which player do you think LaMelo would benefit from playing with the most out of the two guys if they decide to go with those two, one of those two? I think both are going to help. I will say, if you allow LaMelo to shoot more where there is a situation where gravity... So, yeah, gravity's going to work with Brandon Miller, too. I just think Scoot handling the basketball, pick and roll situations, LaMelo relocating on pick and pop. If you want to use him as a back screener, then have him get lost in the defense, come out on the perimeter, wide open, Scoot can hit him. I think that matters a lot. Wes, I think both guys benefit him. I think Scoot does more because you can explore what LaMelo does off ball a lot more. You don't have to ask LaMelo to drive towards the basket. We know that he's weak finishing around the rim. So you don't, Brandon is is really bad at finishing at the rim right now under 40% on half court possessions. That's atrocious, especially for someone six, nine. So if scoot is the guy that's driving towards the basket, you can allow LaMelo to do the things that he does best, which only benefits you as a basketball player. I would give scoot the edge here, but Brandon with his shooting gravity, if LaMelo is working with them, that is a dynamic shooting backcourt that would help immediately. Yeah, the only thing I would say is I would go with Brandon Miller because I think that Scoot does take away some of the point guard duties off of his plate. Uh, I think some of the fast breaks, Scoot might control the rock, and sometimes he might initiate the offense. So I think that would take maybe away a little bit of LaMelo's assist opportunities. And then also on fast breaks, if LaMelo found him, I don't know if he'd be able to knock down the shot. He would have to probably take some dribbles uh, and, and get to the basket. Yeah. Now he'll definitely hit some shots uh, every now and again as his shot continues to develop. But you talk about Brandon Miller. This is a guy we talked about his shooting prowess. So catch and shoot, he would be really good off that. Lamelo wouldn't have to take the ball out of his hands. He would still be the sole controller uh, in fast break situations and be the initiator at all times. The consoler. Do we let? Uh, no. so, all right, I try to make it work. <laughs> yeah, so I, I would say uh, Brandon Miller just in that he would allow uh, Melo to stay in his natural role, and then with his shooting, just the catch and shoot numbers, Lamelo could get easy assist uh, off of that. So now another option on the table that with the way the Hornets are hiding things could happen. Maybe it doesn't, but if there were to be a trade 
at that second spot. Which player could the Hornets trade for that would make them an instant playoff team? <sighs> if if Zion's healthy, then that's going to do a lot of work. If he plays, what? What what's the what's the amount of games that he needs to play? Fifty five. I'd say, if he, yeah, if he played about 70% of the games. So if he plays 70%, then he's the answer. I think Brandon Ingram is an answer, too. If you have LaMelo, Brandon Ingram, whatever filler is around it, I would expect Terry Rozier to be traded in that scenario. Um, but if you have Brandon Ingram on this roster, that's a team that would help you get to the playoffs for sure. I think Jalen Brown is probably off the table now with this Boston Celtics trade we saw last night. We can talk about that a little bit later mm-hmm. in the show. But but Zion and Brandon are the two guys. Fiddy, I don't know if you have that sound that I sent from Brian Windhorst on Zion Williamson and what he's available for, but it will help us answer this question. So here's Brian Windhorst talking about what the only possibilities really are. If you want to get Zion Williamson, here are the things you have to have. The reason that Zion's name is in the ether right now is because the Pelicans are enamored with Scoot Henderson. And they reached out to both Charlotte and Portland saying, listen, if you're going to trade that pick, let's do some business and we're willing to talk about our entire roster. And so I think there's an important piece of nuance everyone has to regard here. They're not out there saying, okay, Zion is on the trade market. Who wants to make an offer? You know, I mean, and it's great for TV to hear what Stephen A. says about the Knicks trading for Zion. As far as I know, Zion isn't available to the Knicks. (laughs) Zion is available to the Hornets or the Blazers, whoever can get them Scoot Henderson. That's fascinating stuff to me. Wow. It means that if you have something valuable... And they have something valuable with the second and third overall pick. Julius Randle is valuable, though. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> Apparently not enough, which is honestly uh, evidence in your argument because we try to defend <laughs> Julius. But you're right. Maybe Julius is not the guy the Pelicans are going to go back for. Remember, he did play for New Orleans a little bit. Yeah, uh, I, I think Zion is the guy that's the most realistic option because, Wes, it seems like the Pelicans are cool wiping their hands clean of all that drama and all that um, all that injury history. Yeah, I could see that, too. But the fact that he did say it would only be for Charlotte, I think, points to the or fact Portland. that they— Or Portland, whichever one could yeah. get them Scoot, I think still shows his value a bit. But apparently they value Scoot Henderson more. But I would go with Zion as well. I think if you bring him in— and he's able to compete in uh, the majority of the games. I think the Hornets would be able to have the requisite team around him. It depends on who they would have to give up and who they keep. But I still think they would have a good enough team around LaMelo and Zion that they would be a team that could maybe get as high as five or six. Yeah, that's a great combo. If if Zion is on the floor, then you I know who the best passing combo in the city is now. Yes. The best passing combo maybe in sports. It would be amazing. And I think Zion has lost a little of that explosiveness from college to the NBA. Well, he's not. He's not. You as, think? Yeah. But they saw some of those dunks last year, though. They, they were good, but he's become more of just a, a brute force, even a layup god almost. Yeah. And he doesn't. He used to dunk on everybody. It was a dunk. Yeah. You couldn't stop him. In the NBA, it's more so layup, and he hits it at a Shaq-like rate, especially at that size. But I don't think he's as. He's. I'm. Don't get it crazy. Dude's insane. Okay? It might be like a smidge. I think it's a smidge. Um, what were you going to say about Zion? I was just going to say, can we even bring him to the city? Because Wes would no longer be able to take Bryce to Golden Corral. <laughs> the food's already gone. <laughs> just uh, Zion could come with us. He could join us. Imagine that, Bill. I do think with Zion Williamson, yeah, you're paying for that. If I come well, along, you're paying for it. It's a flat price unless we get it to go. And then you're talking about paying by the pound. 
Okay, that's fair enough. And maybe you can negotiate that way with Zion. Yeah, like, no, look, we're going to eat in. Ain't no way we're taking it out. One point I did want to make before we move on. Mitch Kupchak, everyone knows, they, they've discussed how deadlines breed trades. When you start to get down to that ultimatum of, hey, we're not going to do this unless we're taking Scoot Henderson, and then they might be taking Scoot Henderson at number two. The Pelicans don't want to see him go off of the table. At that point, it becomes urgent for you to deal Zion Williamson. Yeah. And so I'm interested in, if these reports are true, and the Hornets are ready to go up to the podium with the Scoot Henderson card in hand, if the Pelicans are calling for that little 15-minute window, trying to do everything they can to get Scoot, and then they just give up Zion. And maybe they give up something else, because this is the one thing I've mentioned a lot as well. I don't know how many teams will be able to agree on who's giving up more in that situation. Does Charlotte think they're giving up more with the number two overall pick? Or do the Pelicans think they're giving up more with an often injured yet dominant when he plays Zion Williamson? Same thing can be said for Portland. That's why I ultimately think a trade's not going to happen. But maybe the Pelicans are hard-pressed and they're feeling a little antsy. And they're like, all right, fine. We'll give up Zion. We'll even give up something else as long as you give a scoop. Yeah, and really quick before we get to the Fitty Flash, has this offseason completely tarnished uh, our opinions of Zion Williamson? I know for me... Uh, it has not. I think he's going through stuff that a lot of guys go through. And, yes, it's gotten a little bit more public than a lot of other situations. But to me, you know, I still see him as the uh, big cuddly kid. I, st- I, <laughs> I feel more bad. I do. Yeah. I, it, it doesn't mean that Zion hasn't made his own bed in some of this. I do want Zion to work harder. I do want Zion to be someone that seems a little more serious about basketball because there are legitimate questions to surround him that way. doesn't mean he's a bad guy. The fact that the Mariah Mills situation has happened, yeah, probably don't run around as much, but it doesn't make him a bad guy. It does seem like a new lifestyle. Everyone that's been around Zion, too, it's part of the allure of him coming out of college, is that the guy was smiling, happy, one of the only players that played for Duke that you actually liked. I mean, that was a national thing, maybe not for the diehard Heels fans out there, but for the national audience that hated Duke, too, Zion was like, oh, I kind of like that guy. Yeah, it sucks. I hate it. I don't think it's tarnished it. I think the reason I've said a million times I don't want to trade for him is the health. It's not because of what happened off the court. All right, Fitty Flash number two of the day. Let's get it. Fitty. Oh, this is heat. Yeah, I like it. All right, guys, we'll start off taking a look around Major League Baseball. Braves and the Phillies are playing a doubleheader today. That game is tied nothing-nothing in the top of the third. The Diamondbacks lead the Nationals 1-0 in the top of the third. The Twins lead Boston 2-0. And in Cleveland, the A's and the Guardians, they are tied at zero. Last night, 2024, four-star. Some people have him rated a five-star prospect. From Pittsburgh, North Carolina, Jaron Stevenson. He committed to Alabama over my heels and Walker's girlfriend's who's and will reclass to join the Crimson Tide this year. And in college football, Bill Hancock, the executive director of the college ball playoff, will retire at the end of his contract in 2025. Perfect job for Nick Saban to come off his perch at Alabama and just go run the playoff and fix what is so wrong with parity in college football. Wow, that's an interesting observation you make. I don't see Saban retiring anytime soon, but I could see him in that role. And as far as Jaron Stevenson goes, what's in the water down there in Alabama? They're starting to collect uh, five-star players. Money. 
which is fine now. You, you can't even say that now as if it's illegal. It's completely legal now, but it's something going on. And I think the draft status of Brandon Miller is also helping them as well to well, be able to recruit guys. Well, I mean, just even Nate Oates has done a good job ever since he set foot in Tus- Tuscaloosa. Yeah. He's a good coach, runs a good system, has shown the ability to recruit. And once you get some success, that only helps your recruiting prowess. All right. Well, when we come back, it is fire or fizzle on the Weston Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. What's going to be fire is going to be the draft parties tonight. Not only at 1058, Thomas Davis's restaurant and bar uptown where we had the NFL draft party, but also it's going to be fire at the Spectrum fire. Center. Watch the draft with fellow Hornets. That's new. <laughs> Watch the uh, draft with fellow Hornets fans on the Hornets video board. Bring the whole family to enjoy giveaways, entertainment, photo ops on the concourse. Draft analysis, programming, Kyle Bailey, Paul B and Cardi. Cardi B. They're going to be out there talking about the draft as it's happening. Doors open at 645. Pre-draft programming begins at 7 p.m. Leading up to the 2023 NBA draft. Tipping off at 8 p.m. Just by attending and getting your ticket scanned, you'll be entered to win one of 35 giveaways in honor of the Hornets' 35th anniversary valued at over $8,000, including autograph items, arena show tickets, and fan shop shopping sprees. Wes might get in on that. First 1,000 kids in attendance will receive a full-size basketball. Admission is free, but tickets are required. Claim your tickets at Hornets.com. Again, claim them at Hornets.com. You know the music. It's time. No, we're not skipping over it. We don't skip over it, even if it is NBA Draft Day. It's fire or fizzle. And this time, because it's National Kissing Day, yeah, we got a soft side here on Wes and Walk. That's right. Wes wants to give you fire or fizzle best sports kisses of all time. Something I did not expect to see on the rundown, but it's here, it's beautiful, and I could kiss this piece of paper that has this topic on it. Wes, number one, Dale Earnhardt after winning the 1982 Goodies 300. Is that kiss, fire, or fizzle? Yes, it is. So let's get into it. Okay. You tell me at the end of it, I guess. All right, so Dale Earnhardt. Shams got the report. It's fire. Led 52 laps, started from fifth place, and won $14,700. Back in 1982, folks, you know that was a lot of Skrilla. And when you look at the picture, the big grin on the intimidator's face, a man that did not normally grin a lot, and he is sandwiched between two beautiful women getting a winner's kiss 
Where do you think this is going? Where do you think this is going? Dale Earnhardt getting the kiss in victory lane from two beauties is straight. Fire! Give it up for the Intimidator. Yeah, had to be fire. If it's Dale Earnhardt, it's absolutely going to be something awesome, no doubt about it. Number two, what about the Miami tight end, Dennis Keller, (laughs) and cheerleader, Tammy McPhee, on the Sports Illustrated cover? Yeah, some random names, but we still bring it up on Fire or Fizzle. Is it fire or is it fizzle? Yes, Dennis Keller, a little-used tight end on the Miami Hurricanes. His girlfriend was cheerleader Tammy McPhee, and they would go down in history after the Canes won the national championship in the Orange Bowl on January 1st of 1988. Said Tammy McPhee, Dennis and I will always be linked to each other probably until we die. And Dennis Keller Keller Mm. said, people remember us for that kiss, and it was so short. But listen, if you give somebody a kiss and it ends up on the cover of Sports Illustrated and also the Miami Herald. It is straight fire the kids seen around the country. Is it better than the proposal from Boise State running back, who I already forget his name, Ian something, uh, yeah, yeah, to I, his cheerleader girlfriend? Is I it better than that? that? Uh, yeah, because okay. Sports Illustrated cover immortalizes it. Fair enough. Let's move on. And they won a championship national. All right, the man known as the great one, (laughs) Wayne Gretzky, kissing his wife after winning the Stanley Cup. Fire fizzle. Well, Wayne Gretzky, the great one, scored three goals, dished out 10 assists in the Stanley Cup, and they swept the Boston Bruins. And Wayne Gretzky being the man that he is with the Stanley Cup in the vicinity, kissed his wife, Janet Jones, on the mouth after they won said Stanley Cup. I like the distinction on the mouth. <laughs> the great one, great player, arguably the greatest hockey player of all time, giving his wife a kiss after collecting a championship is straight. Fire It's the great one. What else did you think? I mean, we've got three fires. Magic Isaiah pregame kiss before the NBA Finals game. This is a big one, too, here, Wes. Is this going to be the fourth straight fire in a row? You tell me. Well, listen, Isaiah Thomas, the killer that he was. Magic Johnson, also a killer. But Isaiah averaged 21 points. He dished out seven dimes in that series. And the Pistons swept Magic and the Lakers. So who do you think got the better of that kiss? Who softened the other teammate up for the beatdown that was to come? And a lot of people don't like that kiss. A lot of people think it was a bit too much before a game. I remember watching Winning Time and Pat Riley coming and telling Magic Johnson none of that friendly stuff with Isaiah, okay? So Magic Johnson and Isaiah Thomas kissing before the finals game is about to tip off on the court. It's straight! Fizzle, I'm never doing that before a game. Take this home and you burn it. Listen, that's just too much, man. I'm not giving you a kiss before the game. You're an op. All right. I, I like the kiss. We can get to it in a moment. Uh, the last one, Charles Barkley, Dick Vabetta, post-All-Star race kiss. Fire or fizzle? Man, so these two had an All-Star race after a challenge on an All-Star Saturday night. Charles Barkley at the time, age 43, took on 67-year-old Dick Vavetta after a few fa- false starts. 
The men took off Barkley, smoked Dick Bavetta as if we expected any other type of outcome. And then while he was gloating, Barkley stumbled and both men fell on the ha- on the court for a very, very funny moment during All-Star Game, which led to a very, very awkward kiss between the two men mm. that made the rounds on sports media all over the country. Charles Barkley kissing Dick Bavetta at NBA All-Star Saturday night is straight. Fizzle. You take this outfit home and you burn it. It was just awkward and it just it just looked bad and it, it just wasn't a good look. I think it's fire because it was so crazy. <laughs> it was so funny, but the execution, it was real fizzled. Yeah, because it looked like guys. it was like, whoa, whoa, what are we doing here? Oh, okay, there's the kid. I was pulling for Dick Pavetta. I wanted him to win, but he fell down. It's yeah. too bad. Yeah. Charles Barkley won a race. Who would have thought that so could have So you liked the pregame kiss with Isaiah and Matthew. I thought it was funny. Thought it was cool. That's my teammate, man. We're going to have a problem with that. Oh, you can have one with Isaiah. Isaiah was as rough as they came, and Magic Johnson's sure. like one of the best players ever. You can't tell those guys. If they want a kid's yeah. pregame, what are you going to tell sure. them? Yeah. Bill Lambeer coming in. Get your foul and belief off the court. <laughs> That'll do it for Weston Walker's Fire or Fizzle Staples segment. We have another hour to go. We'll still continue to talk about the NBA draft. Odds updates. More second overall pick talk. It's coming up next. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Thank you.